How are you Raiders family? Berkey here and welcome to my uh, big pre-match review or uh, preview should I say of the Manly's game tomorrow just over 24 hours time and we'll be locked in battle for a big big shot at a top four possibly a top two finish with a win over tomorrow over our arch rivals the Eagles. Uh, welcome to my new look Berkey's top 10 studio a bit of a tweak here and there playing some awesome Canberra highlights behind me on the big screen through YouTube um, so if you're not on it, get on it as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, so a bit more spacey. Hope you can see me okay and enjoy this week's preview of my top 10. So look, let's get into it. Um, as, I said, as I said at the start, a massive game tomorrow. 20, 22,000 screaming Canberra fans. I'm hopeful for guys, so we need to get out there tomorrow and support the boys. Three rounds to go, as I said. Definitely a top four if we get over tomorrow. Possibly a top two, depending how the Roosters go against... St. George tonight um, into the Panthers next week and a blockbuster against South Sydney in round 25. So all hope is not lost for a possible home qualifying final. Top 10 this week, pretty big. Let's get into Manly. So for those who may not have seen it, number one this week is I'm going to draw on the Warriors game plan. So for those who may not have seen how the Warriors played Manly the week after Manly beat uh, Melbourne in Melbourne, it was a great game plan. Not a lot of people have picked up on it. It was very vanilla and very simplistic in its execution. The Warriors markers, when Jake Travojevic was on the left-hand edge, so running this way on the left, the Warriors markers would chase very hard to, to uh, Travojevic. Really put a lot of pressure on him because of nine times out of ten on the left edge of Manly, he goes out the back to Cherry Evans. So the markers were chasing hard all day. The other side edge defender, so on the right-hand side, were coming across to block the middle and case at the switch back in the middle from Manly. What that forced Trebojevic to do was rush his pass to Cherry Evans. That's a good thing. If you can make Trebojevic rush, uh, uh, rush that pass to Cherry Evans, it takes away their time management. I talk about that a lot with some of these big ball players. The Warriors' edges then rushed up and rushed in. Forcing Cherry Evans to either throw a really, really long ball to the wing to hopefully get down the sideline or to put a kick in behind, which uh, two of us have shared quite often handled quite well. So it was a very, very good game plan. Manly was stifled. Now, the thing with Jake Trebojevic, when he goes to the right edge, he very rarely passes to Daly Cherry Evans' second man. He usually takes the ball up himself. So the Raiders need to be aware of Trebojevic, Jake, that is, in so much as... Left edge, he'll hit Cherry Evans nine times out of ten always. Right edge, when he runs the ball up, he's going to take it himself. That's where there's an issue on the right edge as well because when he takes it himself, Tom Pravojevic is usually sniffing around the play of the ball for the next ruck, inside from Cherry Evans or outside from Cherry Evans. So we really got to be aware of Jake Travojevic. He's going to run their attack a hell of a lot and they're really looking for his momentum and ball play to get them and win that ruck area. So we really got to hone in on that Warriors game plan. I don't want to reiterate, guys, but it was very simplistic in its effectiveness, and it really stifled Manly's attack that night. Number two, I've gone for the big three, which is Jake and Tom, as well as Cherry Evans. Obviously, they're going to control everything they do. Tom Travojevic, usually first 20 minutes of, of each half, will be sniffing out around the edges. So around Johnny Bateman, Leilua, around Jordan, sorry, around uh, Jared, and Elliot. That's where he'll usually position himself in the first 20 minutes. It's the next 20 minutes prior to halftime, which is real danger signs. He usually sniffs around that ruck for a quick play of the ball where he takes it himself, 
or an inside ball from Cherry Evans. So our defense has to be really compact, really in a straight line, and move up with good line speed. If we can do that, uh, we're really going to go a long way to nullifying their three biggest attacking weapons in the Dubojevic brothers and Daly Cherry. That'll force them to play wide, and if our defense is strong, we can hit them to the sidelines and make those guys come over and play long, i.e. I mean they've got to play the ball from near our sideline to spread it to the other side. If we can get their attack functioning like that, we've got enough line speed to really stifle them and make them frustrated in our defensive prowess. Number three, I've gone for Marty Tapao, their forward leader from a, a, a hit-up perspective. Loves getting over the vantage line. As I said previously about Tapao, he runs to the ball like this with a big right arm fan. So what he's trying to do, right arm fan, pop, right arm fan, pop. So he's looking for Coruscant when he's on, Fenua, the, uh, the reserve hooker, when he's on. So we've really got to be aware of Tapao. As I said, when he runs with the ball like that, he's going to try and do a fend and then a pop off. But once again, um, line speed with Tapao's big. He gives away penalties when he gets frustrated and when he gets tired, he gets lazy in defense. So we've really got to work him over the last five minutes of his 20-minute stint. He's usually on 20, 22 minutes in the first half. The last two or three minutes of that stint is where he really gets buggered and we can really get some frustration and possibly some penalties from him. So we've got to keep that in mind. Fanua Blake is really a subplot, in my opinion, on, on Tapao. Um, if Tapao's running and really owning the ruck, Fanua Blake takes that second or third ruck up, not usually the first one. That's usually Tapao's domain. So our marker speed has to be really exemplary to get off the line, get across, uh, and make those tackles as quickly as possible and win that ruck. Tapao likes to win the ruck as quickly as he can. He's got a very quick play of the ball if you give him uh, the chance, and that gives the likes of Coruscant and Fanua some really good opportunities to get in behind our play the ball and create a little bit of havoc and some second phase play. Number four, I've gone for Joel Thompson. X-Raider, but he's very, very dangerous hole runner. Close to the line, you'll find. So uh, Joel Thompson's playing our left edge. So the, so the way that I'm facing you now, he'll be on the left-hand side as you see me. So what'll happen initially is Cherry Evans or Dylan Walker, nine times out of 10 Raiders defense, they'll hit Joel Thompson first, hitting the ball back on an angle. So he'll look at the camera and he'll go back in on that angle, trying to drag in an outside edge defender and trying to catch a lazy marker or a lazy, or a lazy middle that hasn't moved across in time. And that's where he usually finds those gaps. He'll take the ball very flat, very close to the line from either Cherry Evans or Walker, but he's very dangerous. As I said, nine times out of 10, 10 or 15 metres out, when Manly are on the attack on their left-hand side, the ball's going to go to Joel Thompson. So we need to be aware of that. Keep tight. Watch the man with the ball. So we, we can't be looking out the back. We've got to watch the man with the ball and who he's hitting. Otherwise, we'll get caught with our pants down. So, guys, let's go to our guys this weekend. Um, number five, I've gone the letdown. So um, usually after a Melbourne Storm game, there's a big... There's usually a drop-off. Um, it's such a big game to get up for them for Melbourne, uh, let alone playing Melbourne in Melbourne when they're coming first. So mentally, um, it's going to be a big challenge for us to get back up again. So we've really got to get uh, some impact early. When you have a letdown game the week after, uh, you've really got to mentally concentrate on the things that you do very well. So whether it's CNK getting involved around dummy half, whether it's Jordan giving you some really big runs 
out of dummy half, uh, whether it's Papa getting one off the ruck and take his defenders with him, whether it's uh, Jack with a really good searching kick down the field. Those sorts of little things initially, selfishly, you've got to make sure that you're really doing well and then you start to bind into the team harmony. So we've got to make sure that we start the simple things we've done all the time and not sit back and, and watch and wait for someone else to do something. So the letdown's a real problem for me tomorrow after that Melbourne game, just because Melbourne in Melbourne is mentally huge. Physically, it wasn't as physical a match as as um, as some others we've had this year, but it's just that mental fatigue. Number six then is the grind. So as I said, Manly are a grinding side. They really rely on mistakes, as do most top four sides, top five sides these days. They rely on mistakes from other sides. So we've got to be really careful with our grind. So those little 1%, as I said, our chase from marker, up and back. So if we get five metres out from Manly's line, we can't be rushing things, doing panic attacks or panic kicks. We just got to, it's like a pinball game. So they get the ball back, we get the ball back five metres or get a repeat set. If we do give it back in their field of play, as I said, we've got to give it back close to their line and make them work out 90, 95 metres. Let them push the panic play at our end. If our defence is rock solid, Manly will try and panic and push the play. So we just got to make sure we don't overplay our hand early and just get into the flow of how things are happening. Number seven, I've gone for Leipana. I really think after BJ's first game last week against a very solid Melbourne Storm, it's just going to give him a lot of confidence he got through AK. The manly left edge, Joel Thompson's gritty and grindy, no doubt about it. But Brendan Elliott and George Tafua on manly's left edge, I think, are, are vulnerable. Particularly the try last week when it was Bateman, second man with BJ hitting the fake hole, back behind CNK to Rapana in the corner. I think those types of plays will work very well tomorrow with Manly. I wouldn't say they're the strongest right edge defence ever, um, but I think that we can really exploit them in that area with our speed and our strength of those, as I said, your Bateman, your Leipana, CNK coming in the back. I think that'll have a, that will have a lot of success tomorrow. The edges, once again, are really critical tomorrow. So Elliot uh, on the left edge, and particularly our left edge um, defence. As I said, Manly will play a lot of right edge. So they'll play a lot of um, uh, um, Suli. They'll play a lot of um, they'll play a lot of Atravorovich coming in behind. Dylan Walker will be floating around there. So our left edge really has to be on its mark. That's where Manly do a lot of their attacking prowess. So Elliot, Jared, and Nick really have to read the play. If they're going to rush up, they have to do it and they cannot miss a tackle. So I think Aiden's season really needs to be talking a lot to those guys, looking what's happening out the back and making sure the communication is loud and it's to the point. John Bateman, number nine. I think this guy will love these types of games tomorrow. It's a real tribal game tomorrow for someone like Johnny Bateman. It probably reminds me of Wigan versus Witness, that type of tribe. Big crowd, big game. Big atmosphere. He thrived on it last week. I think he's going to relish the opportunity to get toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe with Trebojevic's, with Tapao, with Fenua Blake, with those real tough men from Manly. I think he's going to enjoy that challenge and be one of the guys from the forefront. As I said, with the start of uh, the Raiders, we just can't be, we just can't have that letdown. I think John Bateman does not like to let anyone down, let alone himself and letting alone the team. So I think he's really going to be at the forefront of some of the things we're going to do tomorrow and really have a, hey guys, follow me charge uh, into Manly's face. 
Number 10, I've gone out kicking game tomorrow. Once again, probably part of the grind, but the kicking game tomorrow is so, so critical. Trebojevic, if we're going to kick to him, just like we do to Tedesco, the ball has to be on the ground. We can't give Trebojevic a run up and get easy 30, 40 metres with a kick on the full. We've got to be dribbling it to him on the bounce. The likes of Tafua is not good under the high ball, so we really need to exploit that with George Tafua. Ruben Garrick, once again, not that good under the high ball. So we really got to pressure in the corners, smash them and keep them down there and make Manly grind it out. Um, Manly will grind pretty well. Uh, they, they like that rough and tumble stuff. They're going to try and put a lot of crap in. But if our kicking game's on song and they're turning back and they've got to get the ball out two or three metres from their line, it's going to it's gonna go a long way to a win for us, guys, um, which is what I think I'm backing on. So Raiders fan, that's it for this week. Hope you liked the new setup. Um, as always, I love your Berkey's Top 10 support on my Facebook page, uh, YouTube channel at Berkey's Top 10. Hook me up on Twitter. Uh, the podcast as well, up and running now. All your favourite potties are there with Apple, Google, Spotify and so on, guys. Any queries, let me know, good or bad. I always love to hear the feedback as to things I can do better, things you want to challenge me on. Um, I'm always open for a question and an answer or a chat whenever you want to. So guys, looking forward to tomorrow's big one. And as always, guys, this is Berkey, Bleed Green, out.